seniors, we love you so much that we are going to show embarrassing baby pictures of each of you. Your chubby cheek phase, all the things, we love to see it. So guys, thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't brag on uh, the generosity of our church for just a moment. Um, All our students up here this morning who were on the worship team, whether they were speaking scripture or doing our communion thoughts, I want to thank you for allowing a safe space for them to come and do those things and exercise their gifts in the church. So let's give a round of applause to each of those students. And I'm thankful for the ways that you have come alongside them and cultivated those gifts over um, their lifetime. And I know that these students will continue to serve in that capacity. And then also, um, I actually got more money for our uh, Ready, Set, Raise board this morning. So it's actually over $8,000 now that you guys gave to our student ministry. So on behalf of me and the youth ministry, thank you. That money goes towards uh, changed lives through serving God, uh, through moments at camp where these students get to go uh, and be a part of that. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much. That went so much better than I could have ever asked or imagined. So when I think of Senior Sunday, I I think a lot about uh, what my Senior Sunday looked like. And that was only six years ago. Only six, right? Some of you might think that it was, I should be a senior this year, but I promise you, for real. Six years since my last Senior Sunday. And I got to thinking about all of the things that I loved about high school. And I know that some of you are like, I hate high school. Like, Kayla just gave me a shake of the head, no. I'm not a fan of high school. But I think about all the things all the fun that I had, all the memories that I made, whether those were on the bus going to our district tennis tournament or our state tennis tournaments, uh, arguing with the girls over which restaurant we were going to stop and eat at, um, whether that was hanging out with my brothers, hanging out with my youth group. Um, I even remember turning in all my physics homework for an entire six weeks. I did it all in two nights, and I turned it in right before the deadline so that I could walk the stage. It was great. My parents didn't also know that, so that's on a live stream now, just to let you guys know. But I remember so much about high school. And some of you are sitting here thinking about some of those high school memories and you're recalling it just like it was yesterday. But now you look around and you have a senior or you have a junior or a kid who's just growing up way too fast. And as a, as a uh, man who's becoming a, hu- or a father in August, I literally have had so many people come up to me and say, treasure these moments because they're gone before they're even here. And so this moment, we're here to celebrate what has happened in the lives of our seniors to this point, while also looking forward to the future and the amazing things that God is going to do through them. And so I imagine that if you're going through a major life change right now, or a change of any kind that has disrupted the status quo of your life, you have felt a couple of different core emotions. And I want us each to recognize that these are healthy and important for us to recognize in this uh, life change, especially for these seniors. Seniors, you might really be feeling like you're ready to do this thing. You feel like, I'm ready to get out of my parents' house. I'm ready to become my own man or woman. I've got my money in my pocket. The truck's gassed up, full of my stuff. I get to decorate my room however I want. I get to stay up as late as I want. I get to eat Whataburger for every meal. If you eat Whataburger for every meal, you will go broke. I learned that after halfway through the second semester, all right? You go home and you don't have very much money in the bank account, you got to start begging. Don't get to that point. You might feel like you are so ready to tackle all of these challenges that the world is going to throw at you, and they're going to throw at you a great many whenever you gain your independence and that freedom. For me, I felt, I felt a decent deal of excitement. I felt a lot more fear. I felt a lot more anxiety, and I felt a lot more tension, which is probably more of what's in this room today for you parents and some of you seniors as this moment gets closer 
and closer. You're counting down days. Your student might be counting down minutes and seconds. That, that's how uh, important it might be for them to get out and spread their wings like that. And as we think about what it looks like to live in the tension, with each season of change in our lives, we are called to live in the tension. And right now, I imagine that God is calling you to something different or has recently that did not properly align with what you had envisioned for the world. Raise your hand if that's the, if that's the truth for you today. If you've wanted something and God literally said, uh-uh, other end of the continent, like, this isn't how this is going to work. God does that. And it does it for each of our families as parts of them move off and go do new things. And we are so happy for you seniors, and we're so excited to see the things that you're going to do. But today also comes a pretty big risk, too, of Senior Sunday. As you have graduated uh, in the coming weeks and you get to gain that independence, you might feel like we might forget about you as you go off and do all these different things. But we want you to know that we are not seeing this as a goodbye. We see you as an investment, and we're going to talk about that investment in just a little bit, is to our mutual benefit that each of us stay in contact with one another, that we continue to be the family of God for one another. And I want you to take a quick look around this room, if you wouldn't mind doing that for me. It doesn't matter if you're a student. It doesn't matter if you're an adult. More than likely, you have served in the mission field with one of these people. You have been in a woman-to-woman group with them. You've been in a connect group. You have done life with them. This is what this church is about, connecting with others along the journey. And that doesn't just mean that we drop off when things get really hard. I've I've had people in my life drop off when things got really hard. But I have about five to six people in my life who have never dropped me off. And I imagine that these people are in this room today for these seniors. So when we talk about what a life transition looks like, it's really important to pack your bags decently well. So... This is the only suitcase I've ever owned, really, in my life. I got it as a wedding gift, and this is the only one I've ever used. I have the tiny one, the medium-sized one, and the big one. I am a guy who will pack, like, three shirts, a pair of shoes, and then be done with the trip, right? I'm going to pack in this little bit. And as you seniors are packing up things in your rooms, at your houses, you're packing up your lockers at school, we want you to properly be prepared for what this next stage of life looks like. And we as a church are going to help you pack your bags with that today. And whenever I think about someone who has come alongside another in our faith journey, I think of Paul and Timothy's relationship to each other. And so Timothy, being a young man, grew in wisdom and stature in Lystra and Iconium, where the people there at the church spoke exceedingly well of him. And he lived in Lystra, and Paul decides to go to Lystra to enlist the help of Timothy in the life of his ministry. And whenever Paul took Timothy, he says, where we're going, there are a lot of Jews, and you need to be circumcised. So Timothy went ahead and did that thing. Let's all cringe together really quick. Three seconds. All right, it happened. It's done. It's over with. Paul joins hands with Timothy, and they embark to build the church that we have today. And so students, today, one of the things we want to dive into is Timothy knew that Paul was behind him. And through these verses that I'm about to read, we see what that looks like. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. When we serve, it's not something that we do alone. We do with this family of God here. For this reason, I've sent you Timothy, my son, whom I love, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. And then in 2 Timothy 1, 2, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. When Paul is referring 
to Timothy. He refers to him as son 19 different times in their correspondence with each other. This is not just your good buddy who you did a bunch of stuff in college with and ran around with. This is a familial bond that Paul and Timothy have with one another. I believe that Timothy looks up to Paul truly as a father figure, the person who uh, brought him alongside his mission as he was serving the church. And so on the screen right now, uh, we have, uh, actually, because Timothy knew Paul was behind him, we're behind you. And so whenever I was uh, thinking about some imagery with this, I thought of this wonderful picture in my life. And I'll I'll treasure it for the rest of my life. And it got me thinking the other day about how excited I am for this moment with my son to teach him how to fish. So when I was two years old, I remember my family taking us to, um, I can't even remember what river it was. But as I'm standing there on the bank, I'm trying so hard to get my rod out into the water and I just can't do it. And my grandfather comes behind me and just grabs my rod and throws it way out into the middle of the water, knowing that the fish are actually going to bite here, right? And then I reel it back in. I said, there wasn't anything. Can you do it again? And so he continues to do it for me again. And then my dad comes up, and I remember reeling in my first fish. They taught me so much, and that's because they came behind me and showed me the proper way forward. Timothy knew that Paul was behind him. And we want you to know today, seniors, that we stand behind you in this next stage of life. And so sometimes when you're traveling, you like to take a favorite t-shirt or you like to take something that people can stop and ask you questions about. So when I pack, I like to pack a Crosspoint t-shirt. Not only because I work here, but because I really like this place. And so up on the screen right now, here's just one of our welcome slides that we play during our live stream uh, and whenever you guys are walking in. And Crosspoint exists so that people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, that they connect with others along the journey like you guys do all out in the comments. It is such a blessing to see how you interact with each other and are intricately involved in the lives of each other. I feel like I know so much about you guys, and it's all learned right out there through the comments. What a great moment where you know that you have a deep familial bond with these people. And we want to become more like Jesus every step of the way as we encounter those people who are indeed far from God. Timothy knew that Paul was with him as well. In 2 Timothy 1, 3-4, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Listen to Paul's heart right here. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. When he sees Timothy, he's full of joy. Think about that person in your life that they could just walk through the door. No matter the day that you're having, you're going to pop up, give that person a hug. You might give them a big kiss on the cheek if you're family. I don't know. I don't really do that stuff. But there are people that literally will walk in the door. If my friend Braxton or Roy were able to just walk in the door of our apartment this afternoon, that's the people who would just, I'd be filled with joy immediately. And when you look around the room, I think that you'll find that some people in this room are going to be the ones who fill you with that joy when they walk through the door. Um, Melba, whenever Melba came back, the fact is so many people were excited. Everybody on this front row right here lit up with joy. She knew that we were with her because of the constant way that we were involved in each other's lives. Timothy knew that Paul was with him, and we're with you. And in 2021, the easiest way to stay connected with someone is through a cell phone. I promise you, carrier pigeons aren't around. The last one's name was Martha. She died in 1917. Don't ask me how I know that. We were searched at Mission of the Hills. Someone got into a fight with me over it. She's in the Cincinnati Zoo. She's fine. 
But when I think about a cell phone, at its core, at its core, it's just meant to connect us with other people. So if I wanted to go have lunch with Philip Day, I would call Philip Day and say, hey, Philip, I'm going to McAllister's. I'll meet you there. Now, I don't know. Do you want to go eat at McAllister's? Sure. <laughs> he might be more Jason's guy. But at its core, I could text or call people just to stay connected with them. I did that multiple times this week with students, did it with shepherds, did it with uh, just friends in general trying to catch up on these life moments. But at its core, if I were to just break my arm or break my leg right now, I could call 911 and just be like, 911, I need an ambulance. Great. They're going to come. Or I could call Sarah and she'll be like, oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry. Can you set it? She'd be like, uh, okay, like, I'll be there as soon as I can. No, she would, she would rush to my aid. She would rush to my aid. But this is meant for each of us to live deep, connected lives to one another. We get so deeply entrenched in what's going on. I have mine on Do Not Disturb, so there's a bunch of notifications on here right now. But I get so caught up in seeing these that I miss the point that this literally is just meant for me to be intricately involved in each of your lives, to set up these meetings where you and I connect better with one another. And so students, when you come back home, we want you to call us and go to lunch. We want you to call us and say, hey, I'm going to Andy's. Meet me there. Anybody in this room, I guarantee you, is more than willing to meet you. The LaFon's back there like, if you're coming back and you're going to Andy's, you better call me. You better call me, too. I really like Andy's. And my wife is pregnant, remember that, so she really loves Andy's right now. Andy's is our favorite stop. It is amazing. And the phone was not an option for Paul and Timothy. It wasn't. They wrote letters back and forth to each other, but they didn't always get there in the time that they needed that aid. And today we have instantaneously created a way for us to reach out to our brothers and sisters when these deep battles are going on in our lives, when we live in these moments of tension as our life begins to change. Timothy knew that Paul was for him, and we want you to know that we are for you as well. Everybody in this room, when I think of someone standing up and being for someone. I root for the Rangers, Ugh, sorry, and the Cowboys. That, that's all right. Mavericks, they're great. But whenever I'm for those teams, I stand up and I cheer when they score a run. When Luca hits the game-winning three, I'm up in the apartment, hands in the air, screaming. Um, the Cowboys haven't really done anything, so I'll, whenever they give me a chance to cheer, I will go ahead and do that. But when you are for someone, you cheer them on. You, whenever things are going on in their life, you stand right there beside them saying, it's going to be okay, even if you don't think that it's going to be okay. You give them the affirmation that they have what it takes to continue to push forward through these things that they are going to face in their life. And seniors, I'll tell you, within the first three weeks, I faced everything that you could possibly be asked to do or say. And I went to a private Christian university. This happens everywhere in the world today. You are well equipped for the battle ahead through the gifts that God has given you, but also through the gift that God has given you through this church that we want to come alongside you and continue to be for you. And part of being for someone is doing the dirty laundry, okay? Each of us in our life have heard these negative messages, you're weak, you're unable to do that. You're dumb. You're inadequate. You're not enough. Now, I just listed some of the ones that I've heard in my life, and I imagine that you're hearing some too. 
At some point, we have to confront each of these things that are going on. So in college, whenever these things would happen to me, I would grab two or three bags of these, I would throw them in the bed of my truck, and I'd run to my parents' house. And I'd say, hey, I need to do my laundry, and I need to sleep in my own bed. But here's the truth of the thing. Very seldom was it really ever just about the laundry. Most times I was running away from something. Most times I needed someone to sit down and help me sort it out, to put it through the washer with me, to get the stains out. And some of the stains were really bad because I lived in an all-boys dorm, all right? <laughs> some of it was stinky. Some of it needed to go through two or three times. It wasn't like all these girls smelling great at college, all right? It's on each of us to do the work and to partner with people who literally need this sorted, this cleaned. Because what happens is whenever we don't address what's in this bag and we don't address what's the sin problems that are weighing us down, I used this example with our students the other day. I feel like sometimes when I struggle with something or when I hear this negative message, it's like putting a bunch of bricks in a backpack and then I'm walking around and I just get so dragged down and weighed down to the point where I feel absolutely broken. But then it's whenever someone comes near me I'm looking at my two brothers right here, Ethan and Tyler. I remember when I lived with them a few years ago. They had some wisdom for me. They really did. They actually spoke life into me. Someone that was way younger than me was able to address some things that were going on in my life. Thank you guys for that and the whole Martin family. I could sit here and thank every single family in here for helping me sort those things. Thank you. Our students are going to need it when they come back home. And you've got to ask the questions you got to challenge them about the things that are going on because you only love someone if you want to challenge them to be the best version of themselves, the one that's living into the purpose and grace that God created us for. Paul charges Timothy with this task in 2 Timothy 1.14. Guard the good deposit that was made, that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of Notice that word right there. Guard it with the help. How many of you have ever tried to do something alone in your life and you've read in the face, cursing the sky, thinking that you actually could do it? That was me with a rocking chair the other day, guys. We tried to do that thing. It wouldn't work. My father-in-law steps in in five minutes. The thing is all together. That's probably because he's done it a time or two before, but we're very thankful for him. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We are a group of people who are spirit-led, spirit-filled people here at Crosspoint. And it is our job to walk in integrity with one another as we work through these things that are going on. And seniors, this, this will come at you really fast and furious. We are behind you. We are with you. And we are for you. And we want to help you guard the good deposit that was trusted to you the day that you decided to let Jesus Christ be Lord of your heart and Lord of your life and that you pursued him with all your heart. And I want to hear, I want to say this plainly to each of you today. There is nothing that God cannot work in the midst of, make right, make clean, or make whole. If you are struggling with something right now, claim it. Go talk to a brother and sister in Christ and claim it, name it, and overcome it together with your brothers and sisters. Because God has already redeemed, made right, and made you whole. So don't live like you're not any longer. And with any difficulty that you go through, you've got an anchor. And that anchor is literally anchored to our wall right now. The power of the cross. And another way that you can stay rooted and you can stay anchored in Jesus. Let me go ahead and get my 
suitcase out of here. It's through this word. This word has never been wrong. This word has never told a lie. In fact, it's given more life than any other book in history that I could tell you of. When you are rooted in this, when you stay in this, when you meditate on the word of God, there's nothing that can stop you. And so today, our hope is that we become an anchor for each of the seniors here today. And I just want to ask that if you're willing to do that, we just say, I will. (laughs) Seniors, you just heard, I don't know how many people are in this room right now, but you just heard a couple hundred people say that they're going to stand with you on this day and for every day. And they're going to challenge you to stay rooted in this And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to call each of them up by name. Uh, And one of our shepherds, Bill Hancock, is going to come up and lead a prayer um, over these seniors. And I would like to invite any of our uh, staff and shepherds who want to come on the the stage and surround them uh, as they receive this gift and get prayed over. Uh, You could do that now. Audrey Aaron. Let's give a clap for them as they come up, right? Eric Flores. Yeah, over by Audrey. Kayla Hallmark. Last but not least, Natalie Ross, right up here on the front row. So seniors, I want you to just take a look out there right now, and then I want you to just turn and look at us. We are your anchor. We are here for you. We stand behind you today. We stand for you today and with you, and not only this day, but every day for the rest of your lives. Bill, we 